Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Here we go. It is the Vol Report brought to you by Big Orange Phillies and Viles Automotive Group with uh, John Adams. We're going to talk some changes in culture, changes in mindset as Tennessee has some players opt out of the bowl game. Ten years ago, that would have been dastardly. That would have been awful. But nowadays we view it a little bit different. Please hit that like button. We greatly appreciate that. It gets us out to more people. And allows us to grow the show. And thank you, Biles Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies for making this possible. So, John, let's just begin with your mindset when you heard of the first guy opting out. And this wasn't the very first guy, but Christian McCaffrey was a guy that had a big name and had a good reason for doing so. And at the time, it was just it was an awful thing to do to your team. But but now I think the collective mindset has changed. How has your mindset changed, if at all? Well, I really don't care because there's nothing I can do about it. It gives you more to talk about, more to write about. So go for it. Uh, I don't know that it's best for college football, but uh, coaches are making so much money. Colleges are making so much money. I think players have learned to look at this as a business deal. You can't blame them. Every It's a business deal for everybody else. I can remember in the 60s when teams would go to a bowl game, college teams would go down, like go to Miami, for example. There'd be an entourage to meet them at the airport. The Associated Press would take photos. and it, you know, you'd, They show the beach, and it was a big deal. Everybody was so excited. Oh, the team arrived in, in uh, Miami Beach, and it was like, the bowl game was a was a reward for the season. Now it's kind of an aggravation. It's just something that needs to be deleted. Uh, and I think what we'll have to – I think the next step is bowls will have to pony up money and pay guys to play in bowls. 
Well, and that, that's a great point. It's exactly where I was going because used to be they, they kind of did that with these gift packs. But they, <laughs> yeah. but then you, you had to take these gift packs and you had to sell them online. And if, if you wanted the money out of it. So, but the thing is, John, what, what type of money are we talking about and how does that get negotiated? Because those gift packs, I think in some, some of the higher situations, the better bowls were about $2,500, $3,000, if I remember correctly, a backup left guard can make that in NIL money. So, how are you going to find that magic number where a guy says, Oh, I'll really show up and play as opposed to, <laughs> Oh, I'll really show up and aggravate a hamstring in the first quarter. Yeah. I'll show up and maybe I'll play well. Maybe I won't. Um, yeah. I think you got to start talking uh, five figures here. Wow. You can't get them. A, you know, you can't get them head, give them headphones and a TV, you, you got, you got to give them the cash, man. Uh, it, uh, yeah, that would be interesting. It's like bowl games could be determined by who's willing to, you know, who's willing to take the money and how much money do you want? Or you could go back and it could be part of the NIL deal. If you're, a, you're a team and you get together and say, here's how much money we want to play in the bowl. And NIL says, okay, let's come up with that if we can. I mean, you know, it's uh, – and, and Dave, is it really that far-fetched to think that a team in the playoff, that somebody could opt out of those games? I don't think it's far-fetched at all. Man, that seems difficult for me to swallow. I know, I know it does. It goes against our grade because this is like the crowning achievement of a team, but it's about individuals now. And they are, think about it. They've become, money has become the driving force in recruiting, in transferring with all the NIL deals. So, okay, here's my last shot. Maybe I'm a senior. I'm going out here. Do I want to play for a championship? Sure. If I'm paid for it, the school's making more money. The coaches are making more money. They're getting bonuses. Where's mine? I don't think that's out of the question. I don't think it's that far off. I have a thought that, frankly, I don't feel real confident in uh, as far as getting guys to play in bowl games because the fans are the ones that are robbed to some extent by not being able to see Jalen Hyatt by not being able to see Cedric Tillman out there. I mean, they're they're making the trip. They're spending thousands of dollars to make this trip. So I would like to see them participate in the games. I understand why they're not. I, I, I'll give you my thought. First, tell you that Biles Automotive Group is uh, all about taking care of the customer and integrity right there on Callahan Drive. That's your center for fantastic customer service, be it car selection or be at their service department that'll make sure your car is taken care of, but they're not going to overprice you like some other people will. That's Biles Automotive Group. Keep that in your mental checklist when you need to buy a car or when you need car service. Here's my theory is, John, with all these NIL groups, you go to them and if if I say I'm spending $10,000 or let's, let's make the math easy. Let's say I'm going to give you $13,000 to be my spokesman and you're an athlete. Okay. A thousand per game is what that breaks down to. 
you don't go to the bowl game, you don't get your $1,000. Let the market bear itself out. The problem is, I'm going to go ahead and shoot down my own argument. The players have all the leverage. They'd say, no, I'm not going to agree to that, and you'll just pay me 13000 for twelve. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's, uh, <laughs> it's just bizarre. I, I mean... It's funny because you're right, though. And here's the thing, Dave, also. You talk about the fans. I mean, they're, it's a big deal for Tennessee fans to go to the Orange Bowl. This is, you know, they're accustomed. When they make a trip to Florida, they st- they stop in Jacksonville for the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl and play a mediocre team from the Big Ten. Um, that's what they're accustomed to. But they're willing to invest because they really like this team. They're happy to have the program uh, revitalize. They're going to a major bowl. This is all heady stuff for Tennessee fans. And now they could be going down there not – they won't be watching a B team, but they'll kind of be watching maybe an A-minus team. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And th- there are guys that it's been proven – can fill in for Cedric Tillman, and for whatever reason, when he played, it seemed like the offense took a step back. I don't know if that's forcing him the ball or for what reason that is. But, I mean, Jalen Hyatt's your star, um, especially with Hendon Hooker injured. I mean, that's that's your star. That's the guy that people want to see. It, it, it does, whether or not it's in Jalen Hyatt's best interest. And I get it. I'm not knocking him. But it does hurt the brand. It does hurt uh, Tennessee's exposure in that game, especially nothing against Squirrel White. Squirrel White could catch 75 yards for a touchdown, but he's probably not going to be Jalen Hyde out of that slot position. It, it, it does hurt Tennessee. It's, it's, it's a blow whether or not Jalen Hyde wants to admit it. Yeah, Dave, another aspect of it is the uh, gambling industry. Hmm. How stupid would you have to be to place a bet on a bowl game before you even know what players will be involved? But there are some really stupid gamblers, so I'm sure those bets were placed. But it really affects the gambling industry. I mean, if I were a better, I'd say uh, I'm going to go bet on NBA games instead, which has never seemed like a reasonable venture to me but it makes more sense than betting on a bowl game when you can't really be sure who's going to play. On the other hand, I guess you can't really be sure who's going to play in an NBA game because the coach might decide to give the guys a a day off and less, less rest our main guys for this game. And well, it's, it's, and called load, or, it's called load management, John. <laughs> like that. <laughs> the Vol Report with John Adams is brought to you by Big Orange Phillies there in North Knoxville. And, and I want to get into uh, Darnell Wright as well. Darnell Wright is going to play, but he's announced he's going to go to the NFL. So uh, it's brought to you by Big Orange Phillies. Great place to watch bowl action, whether it's Tennessee or somebody else. You'll love Big Orange Phillies. Great food, just fantastic food. A family-friendly environment that you don't get elsewhere. And it's easy to get to from Halls or Powell or Maynardville, right there on Maynardville Pike. You'll love it. Darna, okay, as crazy as this sounds, as much as I'm sitting here telling you that I wish that Tennessee's players and all the main players throughout the nation would participate in a bowl game, Darnell Wright knows he's going to the NFL. This isn't for a championship. He's a big guy where there's a lot of 
legs flying around underneath him. I could sit here and make the argument there's no way in creation he should play, John. No, I, I would. there's an upside for him. He has something to gain. We're talking risk-reward here. I thought Darnell Wright really helped himself with the game he had against Alabama's Will Anderson this sure. year. Granted, it's not the Will Anderson we saw the previous year, but he's got to take care of his body as he gets ready for the NFL. Uh, Darnell Wright, uh, I think, could really help himself in this game. One Clemson defensive lineman has opted out of the game, but the front four of Clemson is the strength of its team, so he'll be going against high-caliber players. I think it's a chance for him to make to make some money, more money than what uh, the bowl game would pay him with merchandise or what he could sell online. So I think it's a – I think it and, – and don't get me wrong. He didn't Dre. He didn't yeah. need Dre. Well, I mean, I'm not – I mean, I can't read his mind – Maybe he just wants to be with his team and play one more game. And could that could be part of his decision. But as you mentioned, you get in those massive scrums at the line of scrimmage. It's a really, really great place to bend your knee out of whack and require surgery. So uh, he knows he's going to the NFL. But, again, there's a big upside for him. If he has the same kind of game he had against Will Anderson, He's going to make more money off this game than, well, not more than the coaches with their bonuses, but he could make a lot of money off it. He he could, but let me play the opposite side. If that's my son and he asked me for advice, I'm like, shut it down. Because what I hear from scouts is he's right now going to sneak into the first round. But lock for a second. I wouldn't go to the senior bowl. I wouldn't go to the orange bowl. I would if that's my son, and I know I'm contradicting myself with how I want these guys to play, but I think he's pretty much there because of that Alabama game, because of the ability to play both left and right. I I could make a strong argument. If that's my son, say that you ain't going to Miami. There's no way. Well, no, you make a. I, I like that your counterpoint to this, and and that's a point well taken. If he thinks he can go in the first round, yeah, he probably should sit it out. In fact, his parents probably should advise him to just stay in his room <laughs> until he signs an NFL contract. Don't do anything. We'll bring you food. Um, he you can, be like, up, he can uh, be like John Travolta when he was the bubble boy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, in going, the, that's going pretty far back, John. I know. Put him in the O-line bubble. Just don't let him. Yeah, you pretty much tend to his every need, and you don't let him uh, venture out into this scary world, and you certainly don't let. I know it could hurt him in conditioning, but uh, you don't go to you don't go to the tryouts either. You say you, you say the only thing I'm going to do is pick up a pen and sign a contract. Okay. I tell you, if I were him, when I ran the 40 based off the guys that I've talked to about him, because he really can do this like out in the backyard, I wouldn't worry about the 40 time. I'd just throw in a back handspring and then finish the run because he literally can do that at 335 pounds, which is bizarre to even even imagine. And I know, Dave, we're seeing these bigger guys become more and more athletic. They keep getting bigger, but they also get more athletic. 
uh, in discussing Darnell Wright, I think he's really an interesting story. When you look over the breadth of Tennessee football for all these years, not a lot of guys start four seasons in yeah, Tennessee. Sure. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen at many SEC schools. And you go back to when he came to Tennessee, he was a five-star recruit, big deal. Uh, Wanye Morris in the same recruiting class, another offensive lineman, five-star recruit. He transferred to Oklahoma, and his career has not matched Darnell Wright's. But what's interesting about Darnell Wright, he didn't take off like that. In fact, it looked as though he could be a five-star bust. I know he started, but he really didn't play well. But he got better each year, and he really flourished in this system of Josh Heupel's. So here he is. Uh, you know, he he rikes was Tennessee's best O lineman all the time. I remember remember center Scott Wells for yep. Tennessee. I think Scott started four years and had and did well in the NFL too. So that's a. I think Darnell Wright's headed for for more good things. Yeah, uh, former wrestler out of Nashville, and Scott, I believe, played double-digit years for the Packers in the NFL. If yeah. I'm, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, that that guy understood leverage at just, just a crazy level. And um, I, I do want to touch on this because, you know, since I've, I've been able to make some phone calls and people are a little bit more honest when their life changes, and and that is Mike Leach. Your your thoughts on his passing? Because I've been told that he really, really wanted the Tennessee job on two different occasions. That was not just fluff. Um, and he could have been Tennessee's head coach if uh, certain powers that be had had their way. And but aside from that, just an incredibly entertaining figure and. Um, just a guy that I thought, you know, the SEC was a little bit better when he was in it, and I hated to see his passing. I agree with all that, and I and I, in terms of Tennessee possibly hiring, I mean, I think he the re, only reason he wasn't hired is because uh, Philip Fulmer, who wiggled his way into the athletic director's job, basically basically sabotaged the search, and you had a chancellor in Bev Davenport with the common sense of a net, so. That was pretty much done. Um, but, yeah, that would have <laughs> – who would you rather have, Mike Leach or Jeremy Pruitt? All right? Which one? Yeah, I mean, so Tennessee got sort of a a, a different version of Mike Leach and Josh Heupel because he, you know, he played for Mike Leach. They, they were – they're part of the same coaching tree – so to speak, and uh, Tennessee got a really offensive-minded coach. And and I know there were some people, probably Philip Fulmer, saying, well, his offense won't work in the SEC. They say that about every really good offensive coach. Uh, so Tennessee football would have been better off with Mike Leach, no doubt about that, uh, than if it had, yeah, rather than hire Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, in terms of the person, Mike Leach, he was probably the most interesting football coach I've ever been around in college football. I remember we had him on a radio show once, and one, and I knew I would never uh, ask Mike Leach X's and O's questions. Nah. Never ask him to break down that depth chart. And Coach, how's your third-string guard looking right now? 
uh, I asked him about Indians. Uh, and he had a, he was so atypical as a coach because he had this wide range of interest. He had a law degree. I mean, he just had interest. He was a, a lifelong student of everything. He, he just very knowledgeable person, very interesting person. And you know, coaches, coaching is a profession that lends itself to pretty much a very narrow, narrow focus. And I think, I think that's why a lot of coaches kind of admired Mike Leach or, or liked him because he was different and he was able to do his job in a different way that enabled him to experience probably more of life uh, than they were able to do. They all made a lot of money, certainly, but they're very narrow in their focus, and Mike Leach wasn't. Yeah, he was one of those rare guys that said, you know, let's, let's call it a day at 6 o'clock in the afternoon instead of staying there till midnight again. In some ways, it reminds me, I'm not saying he's of the same ilk as a coach, but it, in some ways it reminds me of Steve Spurrier. I don't think um, Steve Spurrier was all that crazy about going out and recruiting 24-7. I think he had a special knack for running an offense. And I think Spurrier, even though it's probably a little bit more mean-spirited, was also um, you know, quirky and, and funny in the things he said. They came from different places, but they're both like, oh, everybody stop. Let's listen to what these guys have to say. Yeah, I agree. A completely different personality, though. Uh, Spurry was all about, really all about football, well, and golf. Um, he was... Uh, but some of the things were very similar when when he was at Florida. Certainly, I remember he talking to him about this. Uh, he just didn't believe in you you sleeping in an office. He thought he thought that was absolutely nuts. And I think it gave him a, I think it gave him a sense of confidence and a sense of superiority, even more because he thought, yeah, these guys, these other guys, I'm coaching against. You know, these dolts, they got to just stay there in office and hope maybe some th through osmosis they learn something just by being in the office. I'm going home. Uh, and and I think coaches liked working for Steve Spurrier because he didn't imprison them in an office. Uh, for example, uh, Nick Saban, I've heard the guys work for Nick Saban. I don't know if he's still this way, but it used to be, there was never a moment of downtime. A, a lot of coaching staff would kind of draw back in, in the summer. It's harder to do that now in the NIL and transfer era, but I'm talking further back. It, but Saban did do that, so it was a harder guy to work for, made it harder on coaching families. But but Spurrier uh, and and Leach and they had that same they had the same confidence in their system that what they were going to do would work. And the track record proved that. Yeah. Um, interesting guys you'll find in, in the coaching profession. So, John, uh, certainly enjoy uh, visiting with you. I hate the passing for Mike Leach. Um, as far as moving forward and this, this transfer portal and opting out, I just don't know where it goes. Um, next time I want to talk to you about the fact that you could have co college football players be unionized within months. That, that could that could very well happen. Well, so, I need to excuse me, Dave, but I need to give you a heads up. I might opt out 
next week. No, you're not. John will be here. He's loyal to Viles Automotive Group. He's loyal to Big Orange Phillies. Uh, we will be here, and uh, we look forward to the Orange Bowl. And, yeah, a couple of other guys opt out. Maybe we can play. He's John Adams. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off Those Sports. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.